0: Lena from Infected Rain. Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Gary Hall from Exodus and recently retired from Slayer. Phil from Violence here. This is Trevor Sternan from The Black Dahlia Murder. This is Christian from Lions at the Gate. Yo, yo, yo. Igor Cavalera here. Hey, this is Charlie with I just want to give a shout out to Pedal and Metal Radio, the podcast. The podcast to get all your rock and metal news plus reviews. With new episodes dropping every Sunday, make sure you tune in. Keep rocking with Pedal to the Metal. Check it out now. Keep it metal. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another exciting edition of Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. I'm your main man here, Eddie Monster. And I just want to wish everybody a happy motherfucking 4th of July. Hopefully, it's a safe one. Don't blow up your fingers if you're messing with fucking fireworks. All right, we don't want that. Okay. I know I know plenty of people that it's happened to, believe me. Uh, but nonetheless, hopefully you guys are enjoying your 4th of July. Right? It's the one day that we get to proudly celebrate the birthday of America by getting fucked up and, and eating some good food and, and, you know, doing whatever the hell you do on the 4th of July. Right? Blowing up shit. And, uh Yeah. But uh, we got a great episode for you guys today. We're going all-American on this episode. That's right. Every band that we play on the show, whether it's the unsigned band of the week, whether it's the bands you should know artists, are all-American on this one. Because it's our day to celebrate the 4th of July, so we're doing this shit American style. America, baby. Fuck yeah. That's what I say. All right, but anyways... So, we got a great episode. Hopefully, you guys are uh, at least enjoying yourselves, you know what I mean? Whether it's a barbecue uh, and you're cooking up some steaks, some burgers, some dogs. You've got, uh, you know, all the other stuff that comes with it, the the, the the potato salads, the salads, all that shit going. Hopefully, you do. Hopefully, you're going to a cool-ass cookout and you're enjoying kicking back some beers and uh, just enjoying the festivities. I mean, this is, uh, you know, this is this is summer, baby. You know what I mean? This is what it's all about. You know, Hopefully you're at a concert. That's even probably fucking cooler if you were. Right? It'd be a lot cooler if you were. I remember one year. Uh, it was July 3rd. So I believe it was the day before. But I'm pretty sure I saw Poison on the 4th of July. I could be wrong. It might have been the day before uh, July 3rd. Or it might have been the 4th of July. But I remember seeing uh, Poison on that day. And they threw a hell of a show. Hell of a show. No other way I'd want to celebrate this great country than music created in this great country. Um, But nonetheless, you know, hopefully you guys are enjoying it. We've got the uh, top 10 of 2003 because it's episode 103. And where would we be counting down my 40 years of life uh, without doing this, right? So at this point, I am officially 21 years old and going to concerts uh, OzFest 2003 I remember it was a good year I believe it was corn, corn. Marilyn Manson, Disturbed and I can't remember who else I think System of a Down was, was one of them on the main stage but this was actually an interesting year 2003 because there are some releases on here that you're going to be wondering why I ranked them where I ranked them but there is a f- good explanation for all that so without further ado let's do the top 10 Of 2003, as always, we've got our Honorable Mentions. And those two are Faceless by Godsmack, which was our introduction to Shannon Larkin behind the drum kit. Fucking fantastic. Saw him that year uh, at my local venue. Cold was the opener. And uh, that was a good show. And then we have uh, Strapping Young Lad by Strapping Young Lad as the other uh, Honorable Mentions record. So now they get into the top 10. This one was uh, an interesting list, to say the least. At number 10, I've got Skeletons by Nothing Face. This was my introduction to this band. I know they had releases before this, but this was my introduction, and I was like in love with this record. Um, And it helped introduce us to certain guys that would be eventually in Hell Yeah. Um, But... Unfortunately, unfortunately, this was the last record that Nothing Face would ever come out with, and then unfortunately in 2017, as you all know, we, uh, the world lost former Nothing Face vocalist Matt Holt, uh, so no reunion would ever come up of this, at least as far as we know. It's been years, uh, but yeah, this was just such a, an amazing record, so check it out if you can. Uh number 9 we've got Scandinavian leather by Turbo Negro. I don't have to say much else. Great fucking record. Uh, another introduction for me to this band. Uh number 8 we've got Dance of Death by Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden is continuing their re-evolution, right? Their second golden years as we as we knew it and this was all part of it, man. Dance of Death just continues that train rolling and, and Iron Maiden finding their groove yet once again and proving to the world that they are fucking Iron Maiden. You don't fuck with them. Uh, number seven, we've got We Come For You All by Anthrax. I really thought by this point that Anthrax was hitting off on all cylinders, especially with John Bush um, on vocals. The album also featured, it would be the last Anthrax record to feature Dimebag. Um, but I thought they were hitting on all cylinders with this record. I really did. Unfortunately, this would be the last uh, studio release featuring John Bush. We all know what happens next. Uh, number six, we've got 13 by Mushroom Head. Again, these guys are rolling, right? They're rolling on all cylinders, and they got a great, great release right here. And uh, yeah, that's all I can say. At number five, we've got The Impossibility of Reasoning by Chimera. Dude, this was as heavy as it got for me at the time. Let me tell you something. I was not listening to shit heavier than this. The new wave of American heavy metal was definitely upon us, and this was a release that proved it. And I've got a couple more releases on here. 2003, man, was the culmination of that year. And it starts with this, Chimera, The Impossibility of Reasoning. Listen to it. It's pure brutality from beginning to end. At number four, I've got Waken the Fallen by Avenged Sevenfold. Okay, another new wave of of American heavy metal band. But this was their last sort of like emo kind of metal kind of release because as we would see, they would change and they would become more of a rock band. Uh, more hard rock metal-ish, I should say. But Waking the Fallen, great, great, great release, dude. You want to listen to, like... There's a reason why people got pissed after this release. Uh, number three, we got at As the Palaces Burn. These guys were the leaders of the new wave of American heavy metal, Lamb of God, and they proved it with this release. This has got some fucking head-banging shit on it that you're bound to, like, get a kink in your neck from too much headbanging with this one. And this would introduce us to Lamb of God. Like, believe it or not, this is the album that introduced me to Lamb of God, got me hooked to Lamb of God. There you go. Uh, number two, I got The Blessed Hell Ride by Black Label Society. I really thought that this was just such an awesome release from, from, from Zach, you know, and, and and looked and said, see, this is what everything has been building up to, right? From Sonic Brew to Stronger Than Death to 1919 Eternal, and then all of a sudden you get the Blessed Hell ride, and it's such a great mixture on this album. It was it was fantastic. But their best release, in my opinion, comes after this but nonetheless great shit and at number one i know you guys are going to be wondering <clears throat> but you got to understand where this band was at the time when they were making this record they had no label their original label had dropped them which was roadrunner records they had a mission he recruited former violence guitarist phil Demel. He's got, you know, the Sacred Reich drummer. And I'm talking about Machine Head, right? At this point, they've got a lot to prove, right, to the metal community. And I thought Through the Ashes of Empires was such a fantastic release from beginning to end. This album just does not disappoint. This, to me, was the best release of 2003 you can argue to death with me i don't care it regained them a spot on roadrunner records i remember watching the documentary on the making of this album i was fully invested at this point it was just fantastic fan fucking tastic so you want to pick up and i know people will argue and say the blackening was a great record and it was i'm not taking anything away from the blackening right and there are other releases that you know are like just as punishing, just as amazing. But to me, this was the start of it. This was the re-evolution of Machine Head, and it all started with this record. And I will argue anybody to death on that. This is my favorite by far. So there you go. All right, that's gonna do it for the top ten of 2003. All this will be discarded. I got some news. To let you guys know, I am definitely working on this. I told you guys I've been teasing it for weeks. So we are doing something that is a YouTube exclusive kind of thing. And it's going to be a music video show that we're going to be doing. It's going to air, hopefully, on my, my local access channel here where I'm from. But we are going to be putting it online on YouTube. For all of you to enjoy. Because there are just way too many. I mean, and it's like one guy told me. He he agreed with me 100%. There are so many releases. There are so many bands coming out with material. That sometimes it's hard to keep track. And it's hard to sift through everything. Right? Because when you're getting bombarded constantly. You're like, sometimes you know, emails will fall to the wayside because you're getting so many of them and you're like, shit, who who was that band that I wanted to play on the show? And you go searching for them and then you can't find them because there's just so many and you got to make a quick decision. And sometimes that happens. So I want to give back to all those bands, right, that don't get played. We've got a bunch of labels that are already on board, right, to do this. We're going to do it. We're bringing back the Monster Hour, which was my music video show. But it's going to be an online exclusive under Pedal to the Metal. So hopefully you guys can enjoy it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I will definitely let you guys know the first release date. But, yeah, we're creating content for the uh, for the YouTube channel. So please, please stay tuned for all of that. I hope you guys all enjoy uh, what's to come. Hopefully, there's more bands that you guys can discover, right? That maybe you didn't know about before, and stuff like that. And again, throwing the invitation out there to the unsigned bands: if you got a music video, let me fucking know. We'll put it right on the show, and then we'll get you guys played. So even if you guys have already been played on the podcast, we'll get you on the we'll get you on the music video show for sure. All right, so the unsigned band of the week that I got for you guys this week is coming all the way from Baltimore, Maryland. In fact, they were forged in Baltimore, Maryland in late 2015. I am talking about Haze Mage, and they create a riff-driven, anthemic fantasy metal that transports listeners to a world where they explore ancient dark forests, slay savage beasts, and bask in the sacred mystic haze. Haze Mage weaves their fantasy world through lyrics and sound that draw inspirations from many subgenres of metal to create one all their own, Sword and Sorcery Doom. So without further ado, I've got them on the show this week. You guys definitely need to check them out on Bandcamp and all that stuff. I will have the links all for you guys in the description so you can check them out. So here they are. This is their song. This is coming off their EP called Tomb Toker. And this is the first part of Tomb Toker. This is Braise the Dead right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. I knew virtually nothing about Alzheimer's or any sort of brain issues until one day my wife started to do things that were atypical, sudden outbursts, uh, becoming repetitive and asking questions. You have this tapestry just creating who you are based on a hundred billion nerve cells and hundreds of trillions of connections mm-hmm. making a network. And this Disease comes in and every day, relentlessly, insidiously, just tears that tapestry apart. If you've got a heart and if you care about people, you don't want to see anybody go through this. And that's why I'm more optimistic than ever that we're on our way to eradicating this disease with early prediction, early detection, early intervention. Find out more at curealz.org. Suicide is not inevitable for anyone. If you or someone you care about is feeling hopeless, displaying extreme mood swings, increasing the use of alcohol or drugs, or isolating from others, you or your loved one may be showing warning signs of suicide, but help is available. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 for support. The Lifeline is available 24-7 across the United States and is free and confidential. It's time for Rock and Metal News. Presented by Eddie Monster. Alright, welcome to Rock and Metal News, everybody. So, there's been always this this talk of doomsday, right? And will everything be lost during doomsday? I was trying to figure out how can we store information... Just in case doomsday does happen. So that way years and years and years of civilization isn't lost forever, right? Always this thought going around. Thought process anyways. So apparently Microsoft has teamed up with this uh, company called the Lear Group. Um which is out of Norway, out of of Salvbard, Norway. So apparently they've got the Global Seed Vault, also known as the Doomsday Vault, which is located deep inside an Arctic mountain location, right? So now within that vault, there's going to be a Global Music Vault, which is apparently them putting information on glass, right? Called Project Silica. And you can look this up. Um, And apparently, you know, together with Microsoft, a prototype has been created of conceptual glass platter that can store up to 100 gigabytes of data in a single secure location. So, you know, if anything was to ever happen, just store all your shit. In this glass, and you're all set because they're they're talking about how uh, databases and stuff like that, how technology needs is kind of behind, and glass is the way to go because they have to constantly upgrade the the data software all the time because it doesn't last. And apparently, this glass can last up to about a thousand years. So we got a thousand years of worth of, of material. So they're they're storing music basically uh for civilization later on. So it's kind of cool. I mean, take it for what it is. Um you know what I mean. Alright, Nile, another news, has parted ways with their bassist and vocalist, and they're holding auditions for the position. That's right, bassist and vocalist Brad Paris, who's played with the band since 2015, is no longer in the band. And he's focusing on other projects and family concerns. So they are looking for some strong candidates. And if you think you've got what it takes, you can email them at Audition at gmail.com. Again, Audition at gmail.com. And uh, here's what they said. It's time for us to share with our fans in the middle community that Brad Paris is leaving Nile this year. This is something that we've known about and have been working together with Brad through the transition. Brad has been an exemplary band member of Nile since 2015, conducting himself at all times with professionalism and integrity. He's parting under the absolute best of terms to focus on other projects and family concerns. Our friendship and brotherhood remains as strong as ever and we wish him only the best as he continues his musical journey in life. Niles' touring and recording commitments remain in effect. It is natural for a band that's been going strong for 25 plus years to have changes and we and we promise our fans to stay as true and brutal as ever. At this time we have a few strong candidates for bass vocals. However, any person's interested in auditioning should email NileBassistAudition audition at gmail.com. There you go. And the band's got a European tour coming up in uh, November, so that'll be interesting to see. Another uh, news: so we know uh, if you guys haven't heard, so Brett Michaels was hop- hospitalized earlier in the week. He missed a couple of the of the stadium tour dates. Apparently, he had an allergic reaction to COVID medication that interacted with his his diabetes uh, in the wrong way, so it caused a reaction. So it wasn't known how long he was going to miss, but apparently he's uh, issued a statement saying that uh, he be, he'll he be on stage with, with the band in, in, in Florida, uh, but for medical reasons, he won't be doing the meet and greets. Here's what he said. Um. About it. To all my friends in Jacksonville, in light of my recent medical situation and treatment, I'm very excited to try to attempt to bring all the positive energy vocals and give you all that I have on stage tonight. I promise, as always, to do the best I can and to give you all I got. As for the awesome poison meet and greet, you know I always give a 1,000% both during the meet and greet and on stage. Doctors have highly recommended that I continue to rest and try to save all the energy I can for the show. Therefore, I will not be able to be at the meet-and-greet this evening. I encourage you to go see the other guys and enjoy the meet-and-greet. Thank you all for your well wishes and understanding. Florida, you know I love you. So there you go. Um, That was the other day, so apparently he will be on tour, but he's trying to conserve his energy, uh, which is understandable, right? Uh, But the first leg of the stadium tour is going to be coming to an end on July 21st in Denver, Colorado. So, make sure you look up all the tour dates. It restarts up August fifth for the second leg, and that runs all the way to September seventh when it ends in San Francisco, California. There you go uh other news disturbed is teasing a new album that's right. The band was known to be filming a music video around you know mid June, and it looks like they're getting ready to release a new single. Uh, because they've posted a pre-save link. So a lot of people are assuming that it's basically, you know, uh, the first single, basically. And uh, David Draymond has been known saying that the new record is heavy as fuck. And it's about 90% heavy as fuck. Now, there's still 10% of Caring, Loving Goodness... Uh, 10% Hey for everybody that fell in love with the Sound of Silence cover I figured you know best. But the rest of it Sickness, 10,000 Fists, Era, Disturbed for sure You excited about that Because I'll tell you We're really fucking excited about it So There you go He's promising that the album is pummeling Rhythmic and aggressive And anthemic and polysyncopated So That remains to be seen on uh, unfortunate news: Former ghoul and impaled guitarist Andrew Labar has died at the age of 43, um, and it was due to Lou Gehrig's disease, which is really fucking sad. Also known as ALS or i am going to try to say this—amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. So, Impaled broke the news on uh, Facebook when they said this. Uh, Impaled is saddened to hear that our former guitarist and vocalist Andrew Labar has passed away from ALS. He was an incredibly gifted guitarist, composer, and recording engineer, an all-around nice guy. His contributions to Impaled during the Mondo Medical era of the band were enormous and helped shape what we do musically in ways that have lasted to this day. He will sorely be missed. So as you know, he played in Impaled between 2001 and 2004 and in ghoul between 2001 and 2003 um yeah so that's unfortunate but um ultimately in 2018 in an interview he had told that he had shifted his his focus from music to competitive biking um because he lost the creative spark for guitar playing um which is okay. I mean, hey, shit happens. You know what I mean. So, but uh, unfortunately, yeah, he's passed away. So, R.I.P. Andrew Labar. It sucks, man. You know, the ALS has been has been tough, man. And and I've known so many people, right, that have been affected by it. And it's just, it's sad. It's a sad disease. Way too many of that shit going around. Uh, D. Snyder. Apparently, his fight against the PMRC in 1985 is getting its own comic book called He's Not Gonna Take It The True Story of the One Man Revolution That Helped Save Free Speech. That's right. D. Snyder getting his own comic book, and it's through Z2, which is done. They've done a lot of fucking comic books. I got the Anthrax one, uh, which is fucking excellent. So if you get a chance to check that out. Um,. But yeah, so it, uh, here is what they say. The name of Dee Snyder is synonymous with the battle of, for freedom of expression in the arts. This new graphic novel will follow the impact of it throughout Dee's life. From a childhood where he was frequently silenced through the early efforts to stifle his band's music to the open warfare of the PMRC hearings in Washington, D.C., And his current efforts on social media. He's not going to take it. It Tells the story of why free speech is so important to this man. Who has fought for it. Even when it endangered everything that was important to him. Um, It comes out March 23rd. So I'm assuming that's March 23rd of 2023. Is what I'm assuming that is. uh, Because pre-orders are available. So yeah. I mean give it a you know. Check it out. You know what I mean? Like, uh, These stories is is absolutely amazing. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for this, for sure. All right, we're going to take a small little break, and we're going to check out our first of two bands you should know artists. And if you love Megadeth, Iron Maiden, and Sanctuary, you are going to love these guys. That's right. I'm talking about Tyrant. Which is a heavy metal band that was formed in Lansing, Michigan back in 2012 by brothers Philip and Andrew Winters. And these guys have been crafting their craft for 10 years now, making themselves into seasoned road warriors. And without further ado, we've got a track for you guys right here from the band Tyrant. This is the song Poison the Well, right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. back to more rock and metal news and uh, big news here with Jamie Jasta this is pretty fucking cool so apparently Jamie Jasta has bought Milwaukee Metal Fest and it's going to be coming back in 2023 the uh, festival uh, apparently originally took place between 1987 and 2004 and he's bringing it the fuck back so Jasta has bought the rights to the festival and he's. this is what he says I am so grateful and thrilled that Milwaukee Metal Fest founder Jack Koshik has passed the Milwaukee Metal Fest torch off to me. He is a visionary, and we will carry on the MMF legacy for years to come. So many of us have great memories from Milwaukee Metal Fest, and the time is right for its return. This is what Koshik said. Milwaukee Metal Fest has been a labor of love for me. I started working on it when I was 29. I am now 66. I want to thank all those living and dead for making this dream come true. Most of all, I want to thank the bands, fans, and crews that made this happen. The time has come to move on. I feel Jamie Jast and his partners will do a fine job representing the brand. Until we meet again, I love you all. And um, <clears throat> apparently Jasta... Shared a very personal reason um, As to why he brought it back And it's because he and Black Dahlia Murder vocalist Trevor Sternad Before he passed away Had spoken about resurrecting the festival and doing it together Here's what he said On a recent podcast I did with the late Trevor Sternad I fantasized about bringing the fest back And even wanted Trevor to curate it with me in light of his death, I feel the need to see it through and relaunch the festival in 2023, which I think is pretty fucking awesome. So thank you very much, Jamie, uh, for doing that. Uh, as well as Jamie's got a new solo album, apparently, that he is going to be a new JASTA record. And it's going to feature a handful of thrash legends. So if you're ready, get ready for this. It's going to feature Anthrax guitarist Scott Ian, Testament vocalist Chuck, Chuck Billy, Exodus vocalist Steve Zetrosouza, Nuclear Assault bassist Danny Liker, and Violence guitarist Phil Demel. So, this is old school thrash as fuck, which is going to be awesome. Uh, one of the best to ever do it on guesting on the new Jasta album. I'm so pumped right now. Can't thank Scott Ian enough. There's a little video of Scott Ian uh, playing. But apparently, uh, if you visit Jasta's Patreon page, um, you can hear a few of the songs. So there you go. So check it out. It's gonna be uh, pretty exciting. All right, Bleeding Through just recently released a new EP called Rage. It was a surprise release, and it's got tracks Damage Done, Piss You Away, as well as the um, the title track, I believe, Rage, which we've already heard. So yeah, go and stream that shit. It's fucking badass. Uh, here's what Brandon Schipetti said about the title track. Screaming into a microphone and playing music with my friends after 20-plus years and after a pandemic seemed like an impossibility. Lo and behold, here we are creating music again. Personally, the last few years has been a total mental battle. The music is my weapon against doubt and depression. The song Rage was created with the anger and frustration built over the last few years. This song is us joining the fight to have music heal a struggling world. Rage is the sound of twenty plus years as a band and years of built up aggression. No bullshit, straight up bleeding through. Check it the fuck out. All right. Um, So for those of you guys that have been that have been watching um, Stranger Things, you know that Eddie Munson plays Master of Puppets in the thing, but apparently. uh, apparently, Robert Trujillo's son, Ty Trujillo, contributed additional guitar tracks to the song for the show, and Ty is is, is a pretty fucking talented kid, I mean, he's filled in for Corn, Suicidal Tendencies, he also has his own band called Otto, um, so it's not really that shocking, but, uh, apparently he had something to do with the show, um, because the character of Munson has been has been you know has been creating headlines for metal, right? Wearing the Dio jacket, being a guitar player, you know so on and so forth. Uh, so it's pretty badass. And uh, here's what Kirk Hammett recently said: Well, let's just say that over the COVID years, we weren't just sitting around on the couch texting each other complaining about how we couldn't work. That was the exact opposite of what happened. We've been working through the loss. So you can draw your own conclusions from that. Because Kirk Hammond apparently is saying that there is a new Metallica album that's could be finished. I think it's finished, but apparently it could be. And they worked on it throughout the whole pandemic. So let's uh you know, let's get ready for a new fucking Metallica album. I guess we're ready for it, right? It's the follow up to Hardwired to Self Destruct, which came out back in twenty sixteen, guys. That's a long fucking time. Um, And that was a great album I thought Hardwired to self-destruct Was a return to form For Metallica for sure Right Because uh, we know Things were a little shaky for them over the years Um, They've had some decent releases I don't know Death Magnetic Everything is arguable I guess but, uh, yeah, I'm ready for new Metallica. Why the fuck not? We got new Megadeth coming. Why not some new Metallica to uh, throw it on top of that as well? Here's one thing, and, and I don't know if I should be excited for this because, you know, bands are always going to hype up their, their new releases. We know that. But having heard, you know, Patient Number 9 from Ozzy already, it kind of makes me wonder if what he's saying could be legit. I mean, Ozzy apparently wishes that Tony Iommi's contributions to the new album were Black Sabbath stuff. He wishes he had these songs for Black Sabbath's 13 album and claiming he's the riff master, right? So what we do know is that the new album, page number nine, features Andrew Watt, Chad Smith, and Robert Trujillo of Metallica, Duff McKagan of Guns N' Roses, and Chris Chaney of Jane's Addiction. But the album is also going to feature guest appearances from guys like Jeff Beck, Mike McCready of Pearl Jam, Zach Wild of Black Label Society, Tony Iommi of Black Sabbath, and Eric Clapton. So here's what Ozzy had to say about Iommi's appearance. He goes, it was really great working with Tony. He's the riff master. No one can touch him in that respect. I only wish we had these songs for Black Sabbath's 13 album. and um uh, he talked a little bit about zach he says zach is part of my family and always will be the album needed that weight that his playing provides he just came in and really sorted things out on uh patient number nine here's what he said about that he goes well i was vaccinated and boosted and i still caught COVID in the end my last album was released just a few weeks before the pandemic started and it was just and I was just about getting ready to go into the studio to work on this new one when the world shut down it's no secret that the last 4 years have been very difficult for me making this album uh, but making this album took my mind off my problems so there you go uh like I said I'm I'm starting to wonder you know how legit this record is, and it's making me excited more and more and more to want to hear this. So I'm I'm definitely down with uh Patient Number Nine, apparently. So there you go. That's some Aussie for you. All right, now last piece of news: Zealand Ardor have announced a summer tour with Sylvain and Imperial Triumphant. Which I'm super excited. I need to see Imperial Triumphant live. Love those guys. It Starts September 11th in Brooklyn, New York. And it runs all the way to August 8th in Sacramento, California. At the Aftershock Festival. Make sure you're there or be square. Right? And that's going to do it. So now it is time for our second Bands You Should Know Artist. To close out the show. And if you like prog metal... Some metalcore and and some gent music thrown in there. Then you're going to love these guys. They are called Hidden Machine. And they've got some new shit out called Main Character. And I'm proud to have these guys on the show. Hidden Machine is a three-piece metal band that originated in Miami, Florida in 2018. Their first album, Unlimited, was released in March 2019. And it was an instrumental album. Unlimited featured artists such as Lucas Mann of Rings of Saturn, Ichika Naito, we later added a vocalist to help improve our game. And second album, Generation 2, was released in December 2020 and featured more guests. They are currently writing songs for a new album uh, that's going to be released later this year. But for right now, it is time to check out Main Character here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. Again, I want to thank all of you for tuning in. Hopefully, you all have a happy and safe 4th of July We will see you guys next time. But for right now, here they are. Hit a machine. Pedal to the Metal Radio. The podcast.